Jadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. And on Sunday the 15th of January 2023, you're very welcome to Talk Sport here on what was a miserable weekend in some respects. But I was at a game yesterday, it wasn't too bad. I wasn't at the game in Rathdowney today. Our colleagues, Kieran Maldowney and uh, Shane Coogan, were covering the game uh, for us up there today. Uh, Kilkenny had a very comprehensive win, 331 to 221. Kieran Maldowney will be on a bit. I'll be chatting to him now in about 30 seconds or thereabouts about that particular game. A competitive first half, but not so much in the second half. I was actually watching the game online on the new clubber uh, system interesting to watch that I was curious to see how it would work out anyway more about that and on and post-match interviews in the senior football relegation well James Stevens will be in the senior pot tomorrow night Connie Shamrocks I'm afraid will be in the intermediate pot such is the way the first game of the year and the village men get the better of Connie 2-7-1-4 I'll have a little bit on that later on in the coming of the and Country Cup I managed to get the end of that yesterday I was down in Thomastown Gordon National School 6-4 Skull Macaulay Rice of Callan 2 Three, and as I said, the senior, intermediate, and junior football draws take place tomorrow night in UPMC Nolan Park. And Community Radio Kenny City will be live from the big venue down the road here during the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games. And there will be an interview with Jim Fenley, his last wrap up uh, on the um, coming of months calling tomorrow night. And we spoke to a few very excited young boys from. Uh, Gordon as well who were uh, the victorious in that game we'll have all that tomorrow night with uh, Kieran Nary in Camogie we had some Camogie results more about that later and we had post-primary schools La, La Russia retained their title defeating presentation more about that and on good results as well for Kalosh Downry Callan and uh, Public School Haywood of Balnakil they're over the border yes but they had a few uh, Kilkenny players involved as well I was at the Lencer Convention last night we had a word with the outgoing chairman Patine and the incoming chairman Derry Kent Kenny Health and Wellness Committee will have a lot of events taking place over the next while. I spoke to Carmel Kenny on that. We'll have soccer results, Kenny rugby results. Uh, we'll also have the uh, Challenge and Champions Cup results, basketball, hockey, and uh, we'll talk to Bear on horse racing. But uh, we will kill off that team now and we'll uh, get cracking on that game that took place today in uh, Rat Downey. And uh, Kieran, looking at the uh, game on the uh, clubber um, system, there was a fair old crowd in Rat Downey for that. Yeah, there was a huge crowd, Nicky. There was uh, there's reports that there was 3,000 in Mount Rath last week for the Leash Wexford game. There was as many in Rathdowney today. A really good crowd and a good atmosphere uh, in a well-appointed Rathdowney. They've changed uh, the configuration up there. They've, they've bought a new bit of ground and put a pitch up the back and they realigned the main pitch. And uh, they've done a really, really good job on it. So it was a, a fine venue for them. Yeah, it looked, it looked, I must say, it came across very well. I know they haven't any uh, seizure type area, but I must say, it looked, uh, looked what the pitched. They said on commentary it was a little soft, but it looked decent enough to me. Yeah, no, look, the pitch was decent as pitches go for this time of year. It was soft, there's no question, but everywhere soft at the moment. That's true. It's been a lot of rain and it's the middle of January, but, you know, pound for pound, it was as good a pitch as you'll find at this time of the year. Well, talk to me maybe first about the first half because it was fairly competitive once PJ Scully landed over two early points and uh, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a lot in it in the, in the, uh, in the first half, which uh, Kenny led 216 to 114 at halftime. Give us, a, give us your, uh, your synopsis of how you felt the first half went. Yeah, well, Leash started very well, and Kilkenny actually struggled to, to manage the Leash. Uh, Leash had this very distinct pattern of play that they were using, similar to what they had when Eddie Brennan was training the team the last time they were in McDonough. And Leash started well. They led five points to two after nine minutes. 
a couple of long-range frees from the goalkeeper Ender Rowland and a couple more frees from PJ Scully, one from play. And then Kenny settled a bit. Um, the likes of Keen Kenny became very influential, as did Niall Brennan, John Donnelly and Davy Blanchfield. But uh, they got it back to 10-all. Among the scorers there were Keen Kenny, Wally got a point, David Blanchfield with a monster from long range, John Donnelly and Paul Cody, who had a very, very good debut. They all got on the score sheet. 10 points apiece after 21 minutes. Then Kilkenny had a good patch. Uh, they scored 1-2 without reply. The goal from Billy Drennan, he got out of the breaking ball in around the square and just finished it from close range. A lovely death finish. 1-12 to 10 points after 24 minutes. Uh, the highlight of the first half, Nicky, was two pointed line balls out out by PJ Scully. Saw that excellent, Kieran. They were really good. Uh, a fantastic skill on any day, let alone a wet heavy day. And uh, the Ross King did get a goal for them in the 26th minute, which brought it back to a point. Ryan Mullally, Mullally then, who has had a magnificent game at centre-back for Leash, he levelled it. But then, just coming up to half-time, again, Kilkenny hit the accelerator. A second goal by Billy Drennan, uh, brilliantly created by Niall Brennan. He won, he, he won the ball out in the left wing, made, he beat his own man, drew the full-back, hand-passed it to Billy, who doubled on it without catching it, into the net. And then Niall and David Lanchfield, they both added points. And Kilkenny led by five, 216 to 114. Now in that that's those two Billy Drennan goals, I, I I thought to myself he was he was coolness personified uh, the way he put the I mean the first one that was put in he actually ran onto the breaking ball read it very well and then made a bit of space and and you just said the second one across from Niall Brennan and just tapped it in without putting it on his hurl. It showed fair maturity for a young lad, didn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think Nicky, we all like people who've been following him up along. We, he's a brilliant finisher. He really, you know, give him a chance and he'll take it. I thought the first goal in particular. What do you see there? A lot of the time, a lad with a big swing gets hooked and it's absolutely, clear, yeah. Uh, you know, and and even the second one, if he had taken it in his hand, chances are Ender Rowland would have swallowed him up. And but Billy, in fairness to him, he got both balls into the net. It's always a great sign. And uh, those two goals essentially were the difference between them because. You know, in general exchanges, Leash were well in it in that first Big half. Big sure were. Second half, Kiran was pretty much one-way traffic, wasn't it? It was. It was, Nicky. Kilkenny powered on and physically Kilkenny were quite good. Uh, in the early stages of that second half, uh, Paul Cody had an absolute, you know, a great debut from him. Took his tally to four points by the 51st minute. Uh, and then Kilkenny started making substitutions. The likes of Alan Murphy, Niall Mullins, uh, Niall Rowe, they all came on. Uh, Garrow Dunn came on as well. And he scored 1-2. Uh, he looked dangerous. I thought he was very good. The goal in the 55th minute... Uh, effectively killed the game if it hadn't been killed by them. Three twenty-five to one sixteen. You know the lead was five points at half time. It stretched to fifteen points with a quarter of an hour to go, and then it just target practice after then. It just got it went back to the way it was. It just got a little bit loose. Uh, thought John Dunley finished well. He scored four or five points of play. Uh, Keen Kenny had three or four. You know, and the the. The the shooting was quite good from Kilkenny uh, then, and and the game literally just petered out from there. What did you uh, pick out the the good points from a Kilkenny perspective? Uh, we'll talk about the negatives in a minute, but from a Kilkenny perspective, look, it's the second game of the year. It's the month of January. We need to kind of uh, we need to just balance everything we're saying here and not get overly excited. Yeah, um, I mean, the good points for me were Kilkenny used the ball really well. Um, I thought in Callan last Sunday. Uh, 
the, some of the passing was overdone. There was too many passes of a short variety, whereas today they were going a bit longer, but keeping the ball. They were getting the ball to hand. Paddy Deegan, David Blanchfield, they were all very good at orchestrating that, and they'd get the ball then to the shooters. Um, again, uh, uh, sorry for repeating myself, but I thought Neil Brennan had a really, really good game. Yeah, you're John right Dunley there, yeah. Excellent. John Donnelly just makes striking look so easily. Uh, and, and again, Paul Cody will be delighted with his debut. Uh, but that was encouraging, and even when it went wrong, they still at it. You know, there was no long ball flurried into the full forward line. Look, we scored 331. That's, that's a very much a positive. Um, and I thought the attitude was really good from the players and the fitness levels Nicky looked to be quite good uh, you know for the middle of January I thought he kind of powered on right through the game What about uh, Parik Walsh sighted at full back again is that just a, a temporary uh, location? Uh, I would imagine so I mean you all came across the field at the start of the match um, I, I would imagine that was a late enough call to not start him and when Killian Buckley came on, you were always going to have a situation where Killian went on the half-back line and Parry could just drop back in. Uh, look, sure, Parry can play anywhere. We know that. He's That's true. And has been for many years. So uh, I, I suppose Nicky, more so than position, this time of the year, it's about getting game time, getting a bit of work into the legs and trying to develop uh, a bit of a pattern to your play. How is Derek going to... I mean, OK, he'll probably still have to experiment a bit next Saturday night down in uh, Wexford Park. But obviously it's getting to the stage he, and, you know, win that and they're obviously guaranteed a, a final against uh, Galway in Croke Park. But clearly uh, they're going to have to be firming up in their own minds and maybe they have it done already, a team for the first game of the league. Well, sure. I mean, that's what uh, that's what everything is aiming for, and you could see, you could hear that kind of Derek's voice uh, when we spoke to him after the match. It's all about the tip match, really. And I, I'm not so sure he'd be 100% worried if we do or we don't get to a Welsh Cup final. He'll just take that as it comes. We probably won't have the Shamrock Scouts for the tip match. Now, maybe we will. I don't know. But uh, he's working off what he's a very big squad at the moment and trying to get game time into a huge number of players. And the ones who are going well and showing good attitude, you know, a certain amount of them will probably play against tip. Yeah, I think that's and, a fair point. And, Kieran, yeah, um, the, the downside of it is probably uh, conceding 221. Again, we'll uh, balance everything by saying it's January. Uh, there's a lot of changes on the team, subs in and out. But probably the two goals will be been disappointed more for the manner in which they were conceded than anything else yeah certainly the first one was preventable there's no question and Derek, Derek again said that in his interview after 2.21 is probably just that little bit too much to be conceding you know but uh, as the year goes on Nicky these things will probably tighten up a bit you know uh, the market will get a bit harder and the tackles will get a bit harder as well and uh, you know it was I don't know how you describe it. It wasn't rusty, but it was certainly an early season game. It's just all about getting a bit of work into the legs, I think. OK, look, Kieran, we appreciate you doing the business for us. Uh, Kieran picked up a second interview uh, with the Willie Maher as well. He was uh, uh, latched onto one from, uh, not sure who they were, but it doesn't matter, we have it. And uh, Kieran, we'll let you go now, and thanks for that. And uh, we'll talk to you probably tomorrow night. OK, thanks, Kieran. And after the game, Shane Coogan caught up with... Uh, Derek Ling. Here with uh, Kenny manager Derek Ling. Derek, good win here today in Ratowney. Yeah, no reasonable win and we got a chance to kind of look at lads again and uh, look at the effort from everyone was good and yeah, so reasonably happy now. Yeah, a lot of lads got a, got a bit of a run out so like you've seen what lads are able to do and what they're trying to do. Yeah, for sure and look, the first half was very competitive, the second half we kind of, as the game went on we were in control alright but at the same time, um, there's still lots to work on, but there was some look, some positive things as well. And we're really only back hurling since the turn of the year, so 
Um, hopefully we have to build on that and work through that and get sharper as we go along. It's really about preparing for the league at this stage. And, but uh, it's a great experience for some of the younger players again. And even lads are on the periphery of the panel as well. So a lot of them, a lot of them are doing well and we're, we're happy with the attitude and application from everybody. Yeah, your, your scoring average was, was good today. Your shooting was very good. Um, 31 points is no mean feat in any game, Derry. No, it's good. We conceded a fair bit too. Yeah, so I look, it's both ends, and I mean, the the and the first half there was very loose from both teams, to be honest. And look, look, that's it's January. Um, yeah. Like later on in the year, you'd be hoping to tighten up. Um, we'll have to tighten up really. So, like as I said, it's a work in progress, and it's only second week in January. So we just we just take it week by week and look for improvements. Yeah, well, it's your second week in January, and you have two from two now anyway. So you have a hundred percent as as Newcastle Kenny manager, so it's starting off well, so please God, hopefully it'll stay going that way. <laughs> hopefully, Shane, yeah. <laughs> Bigger tests to come, but no, yeah. no, absolutely, no, I'm delighted with everybody, and look, the results are great to get, but really it's about, we just have to get a, a hard bit of work into these lads, and they're working hard during the week, and we're looking for performances at the weekend, and for lads to put their hand up, and they're doing that, and that's all we want. Good, good. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks a million, Derek, and so the best of luck for the rest of the year. Thanks a million. Okay, all right, man. Thank you. Talk Take care. Thank you. On Shane Coogan talking to Derek King, and this is uh, Willie Maher chatting to me after the game. Oh, I'm here with Leaf Manager Willie Maher after a tough game against Kilkenny. Well, Willie, how did you, were you happy with the performance today? Uh, yeah, look, we knew coming down, like Kilkenny were, you know, they were strong and they were even stronger from the, the selected team they had. So Kilkenny are Kilkenny and they were, you know, really impressive there at times. Probably a lot of our decision making was poor when the match in the Melton. I think we had five shots in the, just before half time or in the, in the five or ten minutes there where we missed and or went short and uh, it was five points up at half time or five points down at half time. So and then we missed four or five after half time as well where Kilkenny just kept, I don't know, being Kilkenny as regards a nail and all the swords they had so look great workout uh, we're delighted with the, to get more players in there today and uh, yeah just move on to next week uh, the opening 20 minutes or so was very bright were you going out with the plan of trying to get as many scores on the board early on and put them under pressure yeah look it's, I suppose look, in, in Hurling you just, want, you just want to try to replicate what you're doing in training and we've been working an awful lot on puck outs and, 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 and just use of the ball so it was good for that first 20 minutes disappointing probably, probably near the end we went back to being a little bit ragged as regards with our shots and individuals probably uh, going for scores which weren't on poor decision making and look they're all things you can work on but look attitude lads you know, we scored 221 which is you know, it's, it's, it's a decent score and uh, yeah Kilkenny were really good today and hats off to them now will the game playing like Kilkenny in these pre-season games will it benefit you greatly going in towards like the Joe McDonough and, oh. and the so-called weaker counties 100% like look we were just saying like today was it was about just trying to live and when the heat has turned up and Kilkenny did turn up the heat there so uh, we you know we were, we were well beaten on the day and, and again fair play to Kilkenny but it's a learning every day is a learning day with us uh, we're not going to change things overnight and uh, the eight or ten weeks the boys have given us so far has been outstanding uh, the attitude is, is so good and look as I said poor decision making and Kilkenny being so good that, that, was, the, that was the difference today Again you mentioned last week how good the atmosphere was in Mount Trout was it nice again to see an even bigger ah. crowd here in Rathowney today? Oh sure it's great like, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing Hurling back to, to, to the people of Leash and, and Rathowney a very proud Hurling area and look we're delighted and fair play to the people of Rathowney they've done a great show as well today and it's great to be here and look we're, 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 we're delighted and trying to make that connection to the to, to, to the people of Leash and I hope they saw something again today albeit in a big defeat but at the same time the lads worked hard and they're, they're busting themselves like you know What's the plan now for heading for Offaly next week was it Burr or Tullamore uh, Tullamore uh, 2 o'clock next Sunday and uh, we train Tuesday Friday and we go again and I suppose we're getting ready for, for National League with tip on the 4th so that's the, that's the thing we play I think Watford Kilkenny then two weekends after, so it's, uh, it's doesn't it doesn't get any easier, and everything's a learning day, and we're 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 delighted to be doing that. And uh, I said lads are giving us everything, and we can't ask for any more.
Yeah, that was Willie Barr talking after the game today. Look, they're uh, making progress, I think, up there with Willie. He's a good lad, and uh, I think they're listening to him. Oh, can we go for a break in a moment? But that uh, senior football relegation game yesterday saw James Stevens win 2-7 to 1-4 over Connie. And they'll obviously remain in the senior ranks uh, tomorrow for this year. The draw actually is on tomorrow night from UPMC in Olin Park. We'll be coming in live uh, into the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games with the with that draw. And uh, it was windy out there in Jenkinstown yesterday. Where wasn't it windy? And the city side got off to a flyer with two early goals from Tygo Dwyer and David Walton to lead 2-2 to uh, one point and that obviously was the ba- was um, set them up but Connie fought back well scored 1-3 without reply the goal coming from Thomas Rice whose speculative shot from distance deceived the James Stevens defence and found his way into the net James Stevens managed the final point of the half first half from Niall Delaney 2-3 to 1-4 well the increasingly strong crossfield wind made scoring even more difficult in the second half it certainly made scoring difficult for the home side because the city side had whatever advantage were there their defence led by the experienced Jackie Tyrrell comfortably held Connie at bay and the home side were held scoreless. James Stevens added three further points of her tally during the second half from Willie Spencer, tagged the free and David Walton and there was no denying their superiority and deserving winners so well done to the village. So let the record show that James Stevens won the first adult game of the year and sadly let the record show Connie lost the first adult game of the year. But such is life. Connie go into the intermediate pot tomorrow night. James Stevens in the senior pot. And we'll have all those draws for you on the TC Terrors World of Gilly Games. Let's take a break. The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Jadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for top class sport. And you're very welcome, and you're very welcome back to uh, Community Radio Kilkenny City. It's time we went on the Camogie reporting scene. Larry's Modern Living Parnell Street Sponsoring Kilkenny Camogie on Community Radio Kilkenny City Number one for sport And I went down to Thomastown yesterday Actually when I landed there and uh, the Country Cup final in uh, schools coming a month ago And it was uh, actually nearly finished I didn't actually know it was on And the car park was mobbed I didn't know what was going on But a great crowd went down Well done to the parents from both schools For the support they gave to the young lads And well done of course to uh, Gordon National School they won 6-4 to 2-3 against Skull Macaulay Rice from Callan there'll be a special interview with uh, Jim Fenley tomorrow night and a couple of the members of the winning Gordon team on the TC Terrace tomorrow night but Loretta took on presentation in the uh, Leinster Schools A Camogie Final here's how it went Leinster Post Primary Schools a Senior A Camogie Final Loretta Kilkenny 4-10 presentation Kilkenny 1-9 Loretta Kilkenny won their 14th Leinster Senior A Camogie title yesterday afternoon in Thomastown when overcoming their cross-city rivals, Presentation Kilkenny in a well-contested final. The reigning champions deserved our victory, but the 10-point margin at the finish was very harsh on the Presentation girls, with the margin only at 5 points entering the closing stages of the game. The Loretta's ability to score goals at key stages of the game was crucial in their victory. On another day, one or possibly both of the goals scored by the winners in the 22nd and 23rd minutes of the first half might well have been disallowed for square ball infringements. The first quarter was evenly contested. Rachel Dowling pointed a free for the winners on three minutes, but the presentation responded well and one minute later had edged ahead with a Neve Davis goal, the only time the Loretta full-back line, which excelled all through the game, was caught out. Points for Loretta from Julie Lennon and Quivacar Martha tied the game and one minute later, Kira Dunn scored the first of her three first-half goals. That opening goal from the Tullerone player was a fine individual effort and gave the winners a lead they would hold for the remainder of the game. A brace of points from playing a free, for presentation from Carrie Shocks on your own, brought the margin back to a point. But then came the brace of goals for Loretta that were to put the reigning champions in control of the game. 
the presentation though showed commendable heart in the closing five minutes of the first half, recovering well from the concession of the two goals to score four points without reply from two Lauren Ronan frees, Rachel Phelan and another from Cleena Murphy, which might well have been a goal. Those scores left three points between the teams at the interval, Loretta 3-3, presentation 1-6. Although the presentation enjoyed plenty of possession in the second half, they struggled to add to their first half tally. The sticky underfoot conditions helped neither team. The presentation needed a goal to get back into the game, but failed to trouble the Loretta goalie, Ali Kennedy. Tenacious defending from the winners was also key to the victory, with all six Loretta backs impressing throughout the game. Despite a dominant second half showing from the winners, it took the introduction of Amy Clifford to swing the game decidedly in their favour. The young Dixborough player landed a goal and five points from freeze, making for a telling contribution to her team's victory. The goal from a long-distance free was a little fortunate when a couple of presentation defenders misjudged the flight of the ball. There was no doubting that the winners were the better team yesterday afternoon in Thomastown. They have held the edge over their presentation rivals in recent years. That was the case again yesterday, but credit to the presentation for battling bravely to the finish. Loretta now move on to the All-Ireland semi-final and a likely game against the Ursulines from Thurles. These two schools met in last year's All-Ireland Junior Final, which was won by the Tipperary School. The game will be played at a Kilkenny venue in two weeks. Final score from Thomastown, Loretta Kilkenny 4-10, presentation Kilkenny 1-9. Well, after the game, IPI caught up with a few of the team, the captain, Rachel Brennan, and cornerback and player of the match, Cuiva Carl. I'm talking to two of the Loretta successful team, Rachel Brennan, the captain, and Cuiva Carl, cornerback. We'll talk to Cuiva in a minute, because I played her. I had her down as my player of the match in this game here today. Rachel, the captain of the team here. It was tough conditions now, because very sticky. Yeah, no, like you can see it here, like it was tough on the pitch and it was out through that match, like we just had to stay going and, you know, play as the team. You kind of had to forget about, you know, what's around you, just play as a team together. And of course the goals, particularly the two from Kira Dunn in the first half, that set the pattern, didn't it? Yeah, no, but it does push you on, like when you see that happening, like, you know, you're, you're pushing on and you're stay going and it, it motivates you more. You were playing corner back and you were absolutely outstanding in the second half. A lot of pressure from the uh, presentation there, but you managed to clear an awful lot of ball. Yeah, no, Prez kept it on until the end, in fairness to them now. And it was um, all the backs now had to work together, especially the full backs. It was hard in there, but um, thankfully enough. <laughs> yeah, but look, you, you were, it was only in the latter stages of the game, and Amy Clifford coming on was a big help to you. Yeah, no, Amy, and she got a good, uh, she got a good few points now from freeze and from play. I think we all just pushed through together, and the momentum stayed until the very end. No, uh, uh, you were probably in charge of the game, but they came back well late in this first half, hit four or five points without reply. So, what was said to you at half time? You know, like we knew ourselves, we weren't playing up to the standards, and we kind of had to know to push it on. And we were against the wind in the first half, and you know we weren't putting that on us again at all. But you know we knew ourselves, we had to kind of step it up a bit more because we knew they were going to come out and hit us harder again. Now, obviously, Creevy could be playing. Uh, was it uh, Ursulines and Torres perhaps in the semi-final? Think you know them from playing them at junior level? Um, I don't know what the match would be now. I know it'd be tough for all of us, but. I don't know. <laughs> You'd certainly be looking forward to maybe going a bit one further than last year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because no, that that's the motivation though. That's where the motivation is. Like we're we're out for it this year. Well done, girls, and congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you, Brendan Williams. Brendan, I suppose the first thing I want to say to you on behalf of all of us at the station: commiserations on the death of your mam. The Williams family are synonymous with supporting sporting Kilkenny. So God rest her, and uh, you're out here today with your school. And suppose that's the way she would want it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I never had any reservations about coming to the match. My mother, she would have wanted me here. And look, uh, she had a long life, a happy life and a peaceful death. And uh, this gives me and hopefully the rest of the family a little bit of a lift. 
and of course playing a match today you alluded to there when you're presenting the cup conditions are always going to be tricky this time you're getting pitches now Thomastown had a pitch in as good a condition as you would like but there's no doubt about it it did it did impact the both teams because there, there's a higher level of skill in both teams than they could exercise on this pitch today I, I, absolutely and I, and that's true of, as you said equally of both teams both Prez and Loretto but uh, that's colleges hurling this is the time of the year we have to play our matches in and you're never going to get summer hurling conditions and of course you did allude to quite correctly that the end result was harsh on the presentation your ability to get a couple to get the goals was the difference but the press uh, gave it a very decent uh, challenge there oh absolutely up, up until the last five minutes the outcome of that game was still in doubt I mean the, the final scoreline wouldn't suggest that but that's the way it was and it was probably a case of where probably the stronger bench that you had as well was a factor that was and we, we kind of thought that that might make a difference and that's the way it turned out now it's uh, possibly against uh, great rivals, uh, Ursulines and Turles, who defeated you in the junior last year. Uh, that's a home game for you, so you'll be looking forward to that. Yes, yeah. I forget the exact date now. I think it's in two, in two weeks' time. Yeah. But of course, look, you were unlucky last year in the semi-final in Galway in horrendous conditions. Of course you want to go one further this year. Yeah, but we'll have to play better than we did today, even alone for the conditions. Yeah, well look, Brendan, thanks for chatting to us. Thanks very much, Nicky. Column care, look, another good day for the school column. But as I said to Brendan Williams, the end result was a bit flattering and probably a bit unfair on the press, but the conditions were tough here. Yeah, Nicky, I was just saying to everybody talking to when you come out, when we came out in the field here after the match, you only, it's only then you realise how tough the conditions were uh, for both teams. You know, it was really, really hard day. Both teams showed great determination and steel and, and, and really gave it their all. Uh, but as you say, probably the 10-point win didn't reflect the, the, the contest that was there. And of course, while Loretta is a multi-sport school, of course, Camogie is up there as one of your primary sports. And uh, I suppose you have to keep going and get to the final now. It won't be easy. Ursula and Turles possibly in the way. And uh, we know what they're like after last year's junior. Yeah, so we obviously uh, we, we, we had a shock there against them in the in the junior last year and uh, very disappointing for us. But every team, I suppose, with builds on the success of the teams that go before. And that also brings a certain level of, of pressure as well. So it can take a, a, a time time over the course of a year for a team to kind of really bond and, and know one another's play. And I, I would be hopeful that, that, that our team will keep improving as, as, as we go along. And of course, as a successful school, I suppose, that creates expectations from... Uh, players from parents from everybody and that in itself is uh, can be tricky for uh, the players involved yeah like I mean we know obviously the, the presentation today we're a quality team and you know you have to be at your best to win in any given day and as you say that brings a certain pressure especially with the expectation that's there uh, but every every year is a new team and uh, new girls have to get used to playing at that level and um, and as we said, at this, playing at this time of the year with the conditions and that adds an extra challenge. But um, no, as I said, hopefully we'll keep moving on from here. Well, can, everything is back to a more normal operation in uh, second level schools now in general, while COVID has not gone away. And I mean, that must be good. I mean, I'm, we're here today, obviously, in a sporting context, but it's good to see things getting back to something resembling more normal than we were, what we were used to. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I, I think, you know, it's, it's a huge change to our academic year that everything is back to normal and... Uh, that we're moving forward and I think you know when we reflect on that I, I, I would have a strong feeling that we can't go back to where we where we were because the impact on our young people was huge and and I think we appreciate that now that we see they're getting all the opportunities that 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 previous years missed out on Colum, thanks and well done okay thanks yeah that was a uh, column care principal of the Loretta there just a few more camogie results well done to Kalosh to Henri Callan 
they won the sea at Leinster final yesterday, 3 9 to Manskull Creenefa from Tullamore, two points. And in the D final, Pubble Skull Hayward from Van Lakeel, 1 8, Manskull Nef Yosef from Navin, 2 3. There's a number of Kilkenny girls on that uh, Haywood team, so good luck to them going forward. And in Kilkenny Camogie results today, the minor C final, John Locks 2 11, Tullaher 1 6. And in the under 22 D semi final, is Downey 6 10, Carry Shock 4 16 after extra time. That was fairly heavy going. Now let's just talk to Patrese about the um, the club finals. Uh, we'll start with the hurling pat. And I know the results went according to plan, but there was nothing, uh, they didn't run away with it. Bally Giblin, we'll talk junior first. Bally Giblin 1 16, Eastkey 11 points, and it took a big performance from. Um, a few of the Bally Giblin lads to, 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 to see this game out uh, Joe Sullivan he got 10 points so they didn't run away with it now to be fair given that they had uh, you know they were in the final last year and they, they had re- been regraded in Cork um, yeah I toss I thought that uh, the game, uh, um, I thought both teams had a similar amount of possession, but uh, Joseph O'Sullivan was uh, playing with Bally Giblin and he scored excellent points from all over the place and they were able to get the scores that bit easier all through and you just felt that they had they had that bit of an edge uh, I didn't think it was a great final I didn't think the uh, I'm not too sure how good Croke Park pitches either it, it looks a bit spotty here and there which I never saw before uh, the pitch but uh, uh, Bally Giblin deserved it and had the better they had just had, were able to get the scores and we shouldn't forget the Kenny connection well we'll call it a bit, with, with the East Gifts like or the Gardens Mark and Gordon and Mike there was a Mikey Garden playing. Yeah, I, I, w- I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the same. Yeah, there's a, yeah. Bro- there's a brother, I think, of uh, Martin's, mm. I think, training the team, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, great thing. And, of course, in the, uh, I suppose there was a, there was also a touch or a romance about the intermediate final because Turin just came up short by two points. Now, that would be an incredible result. It, it probably makes them more determined than ever to keep at mm. it. I thought Turin, I thought they were excellent. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, the difference was um, um, Mona Lean had two forwards, uh, the centre forward and the corner forward. That, yeah, corner forward, Donico Dali, he got five points and man of the match apparently. Yeah, and uh, their number 11 as well was excellent. The, the two of them just had that, that that little extra and that was the difference. Now I thought um, the Turin, uh, they, they played some great hurling, but when the pressure came on, they probably needed to go a bit more direct, but they, they just uh, kept playing, they, they played to a particular style, a kind of a running game and uh, the, it, it just um, Mona Lean uh, crowded them out and played a little bit more direct and uh, just edged home OK look thanks for that Pat we'll be asking Pat about uh, the two uh, football finals today I know he was watching that we had in one of the games we had six sent off I'm not sure how many in the second match but certainly there was red cards flashed for sport Pat will tell us why that all happened and to take us up to the uh, the next break I met with uh, Pat Teen after convention Leinster convention last night in Wexford he wrapped up his time as Leinster chairman and is hoping to be the Uchtaran uh, following Larry McCarthy here's Pat talking to me last night well, Patin comes to the end of your three years, Pat, and I suppose, unlike a lot of chairmen before you, you had to contend with the whole damn COVID situation, so you had a tough, tough time because of that, and you alluded to that in your address tonight. Yeah, it was a difficult time, start, like nobody thought three years ago, and I stood up in Borough, I was looking forward to the usual going around, meeting people, going to matches and everything, and then we were thrown into, into chaos. But look, it was what it was. We learned a lot, I think, during COVID. 
we learned how to communicate better with one another. And in particular, from my point of view, the big, the big bonus was, and Michael Reynolds alluded to it earlier, was our communication with the overseas units. Where historically, we would have only met them at Congress. We've now set up a system where we meet them four times a year online in and it, it has given us a wealth of knowledge in relation to what the work to do out there and much more supportive of them as a result. And of course the term Microsoft Teams became the buzzword within the association at large. I did indeed, yeah. And and look at and it has its place, Nikki. We like we've seen we're using it now it's it's to get the balance between the the the, the online meetings and the in person meetings. Of course, there are some decisions you can't make online. You need to see the, the white of people's eyes when you're talking to them. But it's a great tool for, for imparting information rather than having to call the people together for a 20-minute meeting to give, a, give them a uh, talk on something or whatever. You can just do it online. You can do it any time of the night or whatever. So from that point of view, and particularly at this time of the year when the weather might be bad or something like that, having to get people to go out in... in, in difficult conditions it, it's it's a way forward but i must stress that it is just part of what we do and pat of course the main issues were games got back to normal in the last year the whole accounts was looked more normal tonight in terms of the income expenditure so how do you see you alluded to the split season but you rightly said the jury is still out on it but it does appear to be helping the club and the county player get a better games programme throughout the year. I think so. I think it's, it's look at, there will be tweaking to it as I said earlier as we go along but we don't need to make drastic changes. The club player needed certainty to their games programme. They've got that now. I think when it beds in that the club player, we, lo we always lost players during the summer. People say we'll lose more. I don't think we'll lose more players. I think we'll gain. People will now have a certainty when they can go abroad for their three or four weeks or whatever, or for their summer and come back and play their games with their clubs. And Pat, you may allude to discipline as well, and towards the end of your time as Leinster, you had to uh, be strict about a particular incident. But I think, to be fair to you, you stopped and were counted there, and, uh, you know, we saw what happened. Yeah, I think it's important. Look, look we all know there are only isolated incidents in, 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 the, in the greater scheme of the number of games we play. But I said one incident is one too many. And we, what we must do is on two instances. In the first instance, referees must must report these people. But when they are reported, we must deal with them in accordance with... And our rules are strong enough to deal with them, provided we implement them properly. Now, can you... What would you say was the highlight of your three years? Leave aside the COVID and the hassle with that. And, and uh, well, I suppose, personally, the highlight was presenting two Leinster trophies to Offaly in minor hurling and under-20 football on a personal note. But I think getting back on track and getting our games played this year was uh, and going around getting back meeting people going to clubs and I just think you know it, it showed how, Covid showed how strong we are as clubs and I think it made us a better association and tell me Pat in a couple of weeks time you're hoping for a higher office and I wish you well on that of course I know what's involved in that um, what do you see as the biggest challenges for the association going forward well one of the biggest challenges I see is, is in terms of the depopulation of rural Ireland and ensuring that our clubs are, are maintained. And now one of the tools we can use in that regard is, is the whole area of the GIS system where we're getting the data now from the Census Statistics Office. We're able to map 
what the, the, the population going forward of each club is. So I think if we work in time to see what the, the population is going to be in terms of age groups of rural clubs, we can plan ahead and we can decide whether a club, rather than firefighting when a club comes and says they have only six players in under 13 or under 14, we can do that in advance. We can work and see what, what they have. And we can, if, there's, if there is uh, independent teams required, well then so be it. But one thing I do think that we need to ensure is that the clubs do not lose their identity. And I, I'm a firm believer that the first jersey any player should wear should be his club jersey. And that might be only at seven aside at under eight or under ten level, but it gives him his identity first of all. And finally, Pat, challenge of volunteerism in generally in the country, and of course the GA is not immune from that challenge. Oh, and unfortunately I think we did, that's the one of the downsides of COVID. People got used to their spare time, and it's a little bit more difficult now to get people back in volunteering. But I think we have to, we, we, we have got into a situation, a lot of it is coming from legislation at, at government level, where there is so much coming down the line for our, our county board officers and our clubs officers. And they feel that they're not getting the time to what, doing what they should be doing, which is dealing with our games. Well, look, Pat, I wish you well in your quest to become the Nukteron uh, in 12 months' time. Good luck with that. Thank you, Ed. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening Talksport on CRKC 88.7 FM. And you're very welcome back to Talksport. Uh, Arsenal have won that game against uh, Spurs. They have the breaking rights in North London 2-0 and go eight points clear at the top. Before we go to Bear, just to let you know that a text message in from Benjamin. Good evening, uh, Nicky. Good to see young stars such as Billy Drennan getting get chances to shine in the black and amber, albeit with health warnings that we have already mentioned. And well done to Fussa and uh, Rathmore and hard luck to Turin and Deesky. But it was great to see Bally Giblin dedicate their victory to Paddy Palmer. Yeah, Paddy of C103 died tragically in a, an accident, it must be said. OK, we're heading off to Bear. There was racing in Punchestown today. Bear. That's right, Nicky. They started up there at 12.10. The first race was won by number two, Impair at past the three to one on favourite. Second was number five, the Mother Kingdom four to one and five ran. The twelve forty was won by number seventeen, Tactical Move seven to four. Second was number sixteen, Stelium sixty six to one. And third was number twelve, Let's Go Champ thirteen to eight favourite and twenty four ran there. The one ten this was won by number fourteen, Sapphoreur. Three to one. Second was number fifteen, Dozakini. Forty to one, and third here was number five, by Stock. Five to four fares, and twenty-two ran. The one forty. This was won by number five, Birdie Blitz. Nine to two. Second was number four, Liz Lucky. Seven to two, Jan Favors, and third was number two, Getaway Goldie at twenty to one. Number eight was the other giant favourite there, and eight ran. The two ten was won by number one, Impervious, three to one. Second was number six, Journey with Me, nine to four, giant favourite. The other giant favourite was uh, number five. Number two and number four were nine runners, and five ran. The two forty this was won by number five, San Menino, six to four favourite. Second was number two from the Ashes, eleven to four, and third here was number three, Old Soul, at seven to one, and nine ran. The three ten 
This was won by number six, Royal Chief, 14 to 1. Second was number one, Bacchieri, at 5 to 1. And third was number four, Notice to Close, also 5 to 1. Beaten favourite here was number eight, and 11 ran. And finally, the 340, this was won by number two, Solomon Lane, 6 to 1. Second was number 12, Made in the Woods, 5 to 1. And third was number one, Tally's Quest at 33 to 1. Number three was the beaten favourite at 14 rand. Bear, as always, thanks very much. Thanks, Take care, Bear. Okay, that's Bear Scott there. Um, Pat Tracy does two football games in Croke Park today, won by two Kerry teams, Foss in the junior and uh, Rathmore, and not far away from Foss, actually, in the intermediate. Now, I didn't. I saw a little bit of the Rathmore game. I was actually watching the Kilkenny game on uh, Clubber app, and um, six cent off in the, in the junior match. Explain, <laughs> please, to our listeners. Yeah, top-class game. Um, but uh, I suppose uh, Foss, uh, they rely a, a good bit on on, da- on David Clifford. He was uh, just outstanding, and the things he's able to do with a ball. Yeah, and he scored eleven points. Apart from Head the score, just the way he's able to move and what he's able to do is just uh, just brilliant. Yeah, uh, the look the uh, the 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 um, Tyrone team. They were. Uh, the full back, he the the, the uh, Fossa forward scored a point, and uh, after he came out, and he threw a clip on the on him, give him a slap in the mouth, yeah. if you like, and he got straight red. So they were down to fourteen, and but they they hung in very well, and there was there was only a pint in it, and uh, Paddy Clifford got the ball down near his own corner, and uh, one of the the the, the um, Tyrone club lads uh, went at him and an elbow into the jaw. And uh, he was the sub that had come on, so that brought him down to thirteen. Then there was uh, at the 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 Fossa then kind of kept two three points ahead, and then near the end uh, there was a bit of a flare up. Uh, David Clifford he fouled his man in the last minute of injury time I think and uh, he got a second yellow and he was sent off and there was a bit of an altercation going on as well and there was another um, Tyrone club lad sent off and Paddy then was brought back for uh, something else uh, he was after giving the lad a kind of a slap on the side <laughs> of the head which was deemed to be too near the eye he got a straight All red right. and uh, the, the full forward who was excellent for uh, that uh, Tyrone club he got sent off as well for a second yellow uh, I think now I might be wrong the full back and the full forward for the Tyrone club uh, they were both uh, brothers I, I, I think they were brothers and the two and then, Kerry lads yeah. were brothers nice that's one for the for the, for the quizzes yeah but then uh, the, the the presentation the president said he, he, he was presenting the oh, cup to Paddy Fitzgerald and then Paddy took the cup anyway and he thanked everyone and he thanked the officials and the ref that they did a great job up to the time they sent him off <laughs> <laughs> he said but well, I can't understand why they sent me off anyway <laughs> but Ratmore actually won as well I only saw the little end of that so uh, yeah two All-Ireland's gone to Kerry now I saw the end of it and I thought Rat- Ratmore were kind of playing around with the ball and yeah they, were, they went seven pints up and yeah, were looked to be in total to control and the others hung in and brought it back anyway to within uh, uh, a striking distance but I suppose never really looked like winning it yeah okay here's the new chairman of the Leinster Council Derry Kent Derry Kent, congratulations, Derek. Uh, in the new Cahirlock uh, of uh, Corley Line, you're delighted here and a great uh, 
Tamun Camaras contingent in here tonight must make you feel very proud, as does a certain Tamun Camaras man living up the road for me. Oh yeah, Eric Sullivan, a great colleague and a great friend, and I soldier with him on the football and hurling field. So, but look at it's a great night for my family, the club, and the county. And look at I'm looking forward to it, Nicky. And you've served a very long apprenticeship, Derek. You've been involved at so many different levels. You know the association very well, and you're even involved at national level at the moment. Yeah, well, look at first went to a county board when a younger age of 32, and it's 23 years ago. So look at I know I was like at county level, club level, and national level. And look at I've been on national committees through the last three or four rounds. So I'm happy. As I've served an apprenticeship of some sort. Yeah, and I suppose you're probably in the fortunate position, unlike Patty, and you're picking it up at a time when, while COVID is not gone, it certainly has disappeared pretty well. Pat had a difficult time, so you can get up and running pretty fast and start dealing with. You alluded to a fair few challenges there in your address tonight. Oh yeah, look, it's look, it's all about supporting the clubs, counties. I believe in supporting the chairman. I think chairman is the toughest role within our organisation. Uh, the workload at the moment is phenomenal for the volunteer. We need to look at that. Uh, finance is another thing, our facilities. We have a split season now. We need to look at where we're going with the inclusion of the ladies and, and help them with the facilities. I said with the 4G pitch, I fully believe in it. I think it's something that we have to do going forward. Yes, I was interested to hear you saying that. Obviously, you would be cha- putting the challenge down to every county to try and develop a 4G pitch in order to facilitate all the codes and all the games that uh, can't be played at difficult times of the year. Yeah, well, my line is put the challenge down to the government to help us support and, and uh, accelerate the integration, put it down to the counties that need the facilities and put it down to the provinces to support as well. And as chairman of uh, National CCCC, you've obviously been very much part of the whole uh, split season, gone through first year. It appears to be the way forward, Derek, while there's probably tweaking to be done, it does seem to be the way it's going to be uh, for the future. Oh, most definitely. Like, we all would love extra weeks for inter-county championships. They're not there. If we, get, we got one week this year for this year's season come, going forward. Maybe we get another week next year. But what I will say, it's the only way forward. Yeah, you alluded to the whole area of coaching game, something I have a, a, a big involvement in myself. Uh, certainly, there's plenty of challenges there, but uh, I think someone like you, with your business acumen and background, will be able to bring a lot of expertise to that discussion over the next 12 months and beyond. Well, Nicky, my line is value for money. And uh, we look at where we're money and we're spending it, where we're getting value. And like as I said, we will be prudent. Well, Derek, I won't hold you any longer because a lot of people want to talk to you. Just thanks for having those few words with me and uh, we'll be chatting a lot over the next year and three years maybe. Good luck to you in the future. Thanks, Nicky. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, that was Derek Kent, a very, very able guy, I must say. He's the new chairman, the uh, the new uh, Eddie Burden of Carlow actually is the new uh, treasurer, vice chairman is Martin Burden of Leash and Brendan Minnick of Offaly is the new PRO. Now, Kilkenny County Board will hold a series of health and wellness evenings uh, starting tomorrow night and I met up with Carmel Kenny to chat about it. Carmel Kenny, we're going to have a lot of workshops around clubs over the next couple of weeks. The whole issue of drugs and challenges there and the Kilkenny Health and Wellness Committee, of which you're the chair, are hosting those, Carmel. Give us a sense of what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks because they're starting on Monday night. They are indeed, um, Nicky. Um, Monday night we're down with Muckley GA grounds and what we're trying to do is group clubs together. The Gardaí are going to be at all the talks and at every other... Every night as well, Conor Harris, he's a uh, Kildare footballer who got involved in drugs. And he, I heard him talk only last Friday night in um, O'Loughlin's. And he tells 
a hard story of his life and how drugs affected him. And what we're hoping to do is obviously raise, raise awareness of the issues of drugs. And if we can stop even one person from going down that route, it would be a very successful five nights. So the first night is the Mukali. They're all starting at half seven. Then after that, then we've got Moonkine on Wednesday night. The following Monday then in Clara, we, we have Connor and the Gardaí, but, but we're also very lucky that Kenneth Egan is coming down to speak to, as well. And he'll have his... Um, his, his uh, Olympic medal with him on the night and he tells a good story about his struggles with addiction. Then on the 25th we're going to Dunamagan School Hall and that's been hosted by Dunamagan Club and then um, the last one for this, for this month is um, in, on the 30th of January and that's going to be in the Blacks and Whites. So that's not the end of it though, like we'll be looking for more dates, the guards kind of give us the dates and we fill in around them then and they're going to be bringing drugs and they're going to be telling the realities of what happens to families and to victims that are ad addicts that, you know, the effects that the drugs have on, on not only on the addict themselves but on the whole family. Well, we've just, uh, we're down in Wexford here at the convention and we just had Kieran Carey giving a presentation. He was also in Kilkenny recently at O'Loughlin Gales. So I think he gave some harrowing stories there of the challenges and uh, it's probably something like what he said in O'Loughlin Gales. So it's a real problem here and uh, it's something that health and wellness committees around every county, they just have to keep acting on and get the message across to young people and maybe not so young people of the dangers of uh, drugs. Yes, without a doubt. Like, and I mean, as 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 Kieran said, it's not a GA problem; it's a society, a society problem. And we're not going to, as GA people, going to be able to solve it. But we're able to point people in the right direction to kind of steer them away from it. And if they do get involved in it, that they know there are people out there to help them to get out of it. And people have been successful, like Conor Harris, like um, Kieran himself, has overcome addictions. So there are loads of people out there that have. And it's important that people realise that if they are in that dark place. And, and um, that they're able, that there is a way out of it. But as well as that, like that, they're looking after. Everybody needs to look after the mental health all the time. As Kieran said, like if you if you need it, if you need meat, you go to the butchers. If you're sick, you go to the doctor. But when we when our head, when we promise with our head and our mental health, we don't look after it enough. So we need to. Everybody needs to do that. And obviously, you've written to all the clubs to come to a particular venue that suits them best. But if they just can't go to that venue, there's nothing wrong with going to another one that suits them because of the date in question. Exactly. Yes. Um. We've tried to group the clubs together, but again. Yeah, they can go to any night they want. They all start at 7.30. They'll be about an hour and a half to two hours, depending. And um, most um, all venues will have a cup of tea afterwards, so the guard will be there, Connor will be there to talk to people after. So um, if people have questions on the night, we're going to have a text number up, which will be my number. And if they don't want to ask the question themselves, they can text me and I'll ask the question for them. And I suppose, finally, Carmel, the message we want to get across to all listening to this is that nobody need be uh, stressing themselves. There's always people out there to help. So if, you, if you're under pressure, if you feel you're stressed out, always pick up the phone and talk to someone talk to a friend talk to somebody in the club don't ever feel you're on your own yes and we've got a very good link in the ga with smartens so and they're always at the end of the phone and there's so many agencies out there to help people if they just ask well carmel good wishes with the events and i'm sure they'll be very successful thanks very much Dickie. okay good luck on that now just some local soccer results before we wrap up premier division callan nil prebutter seven bridge united eight three thomason united eight 2, Evergreen A, 3, Fort Rangers nil. Division 1, Lions 1, Highview A, 2. Uh, Division 2, uh, River Rangers 2, Thomaston United B, 2. St. John's 1, Tullerone 5. And uh, that's the soccer results. Uh, moving on then to the uh, rugby that took place. Uh, Kilkenny Day lost the first, 17-15 uh, to Satonians. Good win for the seconds, 37-17. While the ladies had a big 68-8-0 win over Wanderers in Division 5 in uh, basketball. Fortunately, Marble City Hawks lost 57-55 to uh, Carlow, a South East University.
University and uh, we think we have some uh, hockey results here uh, somewhere yes Kilkenny men's division 3 Glenan thirds five Kilkenny seconds nil in um, Kilkenny first uh, they defeated Avoca first uh, one nil uh, so good results there uh, for them uh, don't forget uh, if you want to buy the GSEs and take it look it up on the Kilkenny County Board lots there on that and I'm sure they might be talking about it on the TC Terrors World of Games tomorrow night also a Stewart's training course coming up on Thursday the 2nd of February and the club leadership uh, programme training course as well uh, being organised by the new uh, Kilkenny Planning and Training Officer Shane Cavanagh lots of information on the GA website Kilkenny GA website uh, look it up there and you'll uh, you'll actually find it that's it tomorrow night TC Terrors World of Gaelic Games of course will be coming from Nolan Park with the football results but Kieran will have others lined up we have an interview with Jim Fenley and the young lads from Gordon at the winning school so that's it thanks to Pat for helping out this evening and uh, Tommy Dowd coming up next at uh, 7 o'clock with the best in country in Irish until then Sloan August Bannock